When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the episode. Uh, The series, I do hope you hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. In fact, three brand new interviews a week, new ones on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, which makes it a great way to keep up with your favorite artists, discover some new ones at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or, of course, YouTube for the video versions. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Chelsea Cutler. We actually uh, recorded this a few weeks back. She was in Louisville playing the uh, Forecastle Festival and dropped by the WFPK studios. So I'm going to give you a peek in on that session as well. Uh, We got to talk about uh, the music that she grew up listening to, uh, Springsteen, Coldplay, uh, Bob Dylan, uh, Bon Iver, and Taylor Swift. In fact, we'll talk quite a bit about uh, uh, how big of an influence Taylor Swift has had on her as a, a storyteller through music. Uh, we'll also hear about some of the uh, themes of nostalgia that she's been writing about, the passage of time, uh, social media, and mental health, all in her latest album, uh, When I Close My Eyes. Uh, Chelsea also going to let us know uh, that she's currently writing for the next LP. You'll hear more details about that. And we'll discuss her long-standing musical partnership with Quinn92. So let's get into it. The newest record is called When I Close My Eyes, the deluxe edition. It's Kyle Meredith with Chelsea Cutler. What's up? How you doing? Welcome to uh, welcome back to Louisville. Thank you, thank you. Happy we, to be here. Happy to know how to pronounce the city. So <laughs> she she was uh, she was trying to figure it out. Like, a, have you have you spent time here before? I or? have. Okay. It's my third time here, um, but first time kind of since the, the pandemic. Um, so first time in a minute. Okay, but you've had, you had to, you were telling me you had ties and everything so, to people like you. Oh, you, you, I mean, you do I know, say it well. That's what I'm getting at. Okay, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I yeah, I mean, I feel like. Especially because we came here on um, my, the tour for my debut album, like right before uh, the pandemic kind of came. And um, like, you don't want to be on stage and be like, what's up, Louisville? You know, like you want to know how to say it. So I feel like I definitely asked a ton of people back then kind of how to say it, too. Uh, you know, even if you did say Louisville, like you get away with it. Like, they'll know. OK, obviously, it's not for it's only the people who say Louisville, and you're like, you got to leave now. Oh, that's... I mean, that's just intuitive, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's the... <laughs> We are so happy to have you back here. Thank you. Uh, you're going to be playing, let's see, 4 p.m. on the uh, on the mast stage uh, right out there. That's the main stage in Forecastle. And uh, you got the new record. Well, let's say the record came out last year. There's a new deluxe edition of it, uh, When I Close My Eyes. 
And first off, congratulations, because it just keeps getting better and better what you're putting out. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this a little bit, too. I mean, for, you know, where you came from, where did you learn your craft of song? Like, I know it's it's usually not a straight line, but the craft of songwriting, it almost, when you arrived, it sounded fully realized. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think... You know, I grew up in a household where music was playing kind of all the time, like every single car ride to and from school and um, up until like high school. And then my dad kind of insisted that we listen to NPR radio. Um, but yeah, there's just music playing all the time. And uh, my parents just listened to like a ton of rock and roll and singer songwriter stuff. And I think from a super young age, like I was hearing storytelling through music. And um, I think I just kind of grew up wanting to emulate that. So definitely been like writing songs since I was super little, although they weren't very good initially. But, um, but yeah, I just feel like I've been so surrounded by it my whole life. Yeah, and it's the storytellers you, you pinpointed specifically there yeah, of, of, the, of the classic artists. Like, who, who are those? Um, grew up with, like, a ton of Coldplay, Bruce Springsteen, um, Bob Dylan, Stones, John Mayer. Um, and I think kind of as I got um, got into high school, I listened to, like, a ton of Bon Iver. Um, and like I, I also just grew up in like the prime era of Taylor Swift. I think too, you know, with like the more pop stuff too. She's, you know, she's a, she's the best lyricist in, in pop music. You know, so um, yeah, I feel like I was just so surrounded by it all the time. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's interesting that you pinpointed her too because I think that was probably is maybe one of the most important parts of her legacy already is that is that she did bring storytelling i wouldn't say bring it back because it's always been there in some form but but that became really important and i know for for you know artists that she has inspired i do think that's the part that they've kind of like grabbed onto totally yeah i mean i think i think what you can find a lot of the times in pop music is really vague writing and i think that can be kind of the product of of the pitch culture um, you know, there's, a t- it's, it's really hard to be vulnerable when you're in like in a songwriting session with six people that, you know, you don't really know. And I think, um, something I've always kind of admired about what Taylor Swift brings to pop music is just how specific mm-hmm. she is with her songwriting. It's, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't care who understands what she's talking about or like what moment in time she's referencing, right. you know, it just right. feels super personal. Yeah. Thanks for not doing the vague songwriting. We got, we got enough of that. <laughs> there, I ha- I'm guilty of it. I, you know, I, everyone is. Um, you know, like we all, we all like write songs and songwriting sessions with people, and we leave the session. We're like, this is the greatest pop song ever written, and you put it out, and like a month later, you're like, ah, I could have done better. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> well, let's talk about this record then. Uh, when I close my eyes, what is the story you wanted to tell on on this album? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I, I just am like not. I, I don't come to the music industry with some narrative i think what i come with is just i you know i'm i'm just the girl in her 20s who's writing about being a a girl in her 20s and i think um i think writing this album i just really wanted to kind of expand the spectrum of things i was talking about so you know with my first album i wrote a lot about like heartbreak and i think with this album i really wanted to talk about how fast time was moving and maturing is difficult and you know i touched on mental health a little bit and um, and I, I touched on, I tried like writing love songs for the first time really too. So was, I was kind of all over the place, which I think is cool. Cause I think when you're 23, 24, you continue to be all over the place. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, you, you talk about, you know, growing up in the passage of time. I mean, there was, there was one of the songs on here. Uh, you're going to miss this. 
It's right at the end of the record. And suddenly when I heard it, I was like, that that was the one that spoke to me. Because, it, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if you want to explain this more, but it, to me at least, it, it's that moment in your life, um, you know, you get in your 20s, and it's the first bout of nostalgia that really just starts hitting you. Which oh, yeah. is kind of funny when you think about it, because you're still, we're all still very young when we're in our 20s, you know. But but that's when it starts. That's that's when it hits there. Um, what does that song mean for you? Because I know that creeps in there a little bit, and it probably says a lot more on top of that. Yeah, totally. I'm. I mean, I wrote it about exactly what you're saying. I think um, you know we something I really wanted to talk about with this album is the fact that like one in the pandemic, time was moving so quickly, and I felt like we weren't able to experience all the things that we wanted to experience. And like when I was twenty. I was about 22 when the pandemic started um, and now kind of coming, obviously it's still um, a thing, but like coming off the heels of, of it being more intense. I'm 25 um, and I, I feel like so much time went by and I'm like not sure if I experienced my like early 20s the way we're s- supposed to, quotation marks. Um, and I think like we're also just in this era where we're surrounded by social media and we see oh, our friends are over here on this vacation. These people are hanging out without me. Uh, this person just bought this car. This person just bought this house. And we're like seeing all everybody's accomplishments and comparing our timeline up against theirs. Um, and it's like really hard to be present and just kind of be appreciative of, of it's so cliche, but like where you are in your moment and who you're with. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to write songs about that. And you've got the deluxe edition uh, out too. Like I said, let's see, uh, three new songs? I think so, yeah. Yeah, lifeboats empty. What everybody wants, Marlboro lights. That sounded like a very specific, as we talk about storytelling situation. Totally was going on in that one. Oh my god, a hundred percent. Yeah, so uh, yeah. So my mom, I think it was like maybe it was the first kind of six months of the pandemic, um, and I had a pack of Marlboro lights in my like center console of my car, and I don't like smoke cigarettes at all, but I think um, like when you're that age you kind of think it's like edgy and cool to like right. go buy a pack of cigarettes um and i was like bored in the pandemic um and my mom found it and was like why do you have this um and i like made up some ridiculous excuse and so yeah. not even being in your 20s and uh, a well-known musician across the world can keep you from the guilt of your mother still oh my god <laughs> I think mom, moms trump everybody, for right, sure. Mom, right. You know, they're the person that you want to make proud the most. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. 
It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. So the record has now been out a little bit. I know you've been talking about uh, online. Um, well, you, you, you tweeted uh, on May 7th, uh, making a rock song. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, I guess what I'm hitting at here is uh, some directions you're going in, because you are still writing right now? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I just got home from tour about three weeks ago now, um, and I've been like nonstop writing. But my definition of a rock song is like definitely different than... Than most people. We're not talking like Jack White right here. No, I'm, yes. I'm talking. I'm talking about um, like the lifeboats empty type direction mm. for sure. <laughs> okay, that, that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at here because you know, coming from this record here uh, again, sort of a little bit born from isolation, you know, with references to that. Like now you've come out of that. Do you do you start to see the type of things that you're you're leaning towards directionally? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that. What I've been writing so far has been so fueled by creative energy from touring and getting to work again and stuff. So I think um, you're exactly right that that the last album was definitely kind of derived from like feelings of isolation and and um, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like so much more alive than I did the last kind of couple of years with the pandemic. So it's really refreshing. It's gonna be a bouncy record. Yeah, every yeah. Are you gonna do your pop punk record? That's, oh, that's, 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 that's what everybody's doing right now. now, right? That's yeah. what everybody's doing. It's time to do a pop punk record. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no, um, it's not, there's no like pop punk, um, but I, it, it is, it's bouncy so far, which I'm really enjoying. So, yeah, right yeah. on, yeah. right on. So, so I'm not, I'm not trying to like, where's the music? Where's the music? Because when you're a greedy fan, you're like, cool, thanks for the new record. Where's the new music? Oh, oh my god, of course. Like yeah. that's it. But, but do you start seeing that game plan too? Like, oh yeah, maybe in the fall we'll start like dropping some stuff. Yeah, I know. So I kind of know exactly what I want to do. Um, I've never had a timeline for an album before, but but with album three, I want I wanted that because mm-hmm. um, I kind of I wanted like a little fire under my butt with getting it finished and everything. Um, and so yeah, I have a timeline. Um, you know, I de- yeah, I definitely want to put something out kind of before we leave for the next tour because mm-hmm. um, we're gonna do a Wick Me part two. Um, and and yeah yeah I know exactly kind of what I want to do with it and right on yeah it's super exciting right it's funny because like you'll you'll be in the studio and you'll write a song and you'll post like an Instagram story or a TikTok just wrote this today what do you guys think 
you're like, drop it right now. It's like, bro, I'm, I'm posting it from the studio. Like, I just wrote it. Immediately. People are like, when is this coming out? I don't know. Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's the, half the problem, though, about, you know, even saying anything because then it is. It's like, yeah, you know, 100%. And that happens a lot right now. We'll, we'll, we'll see things on TikTok, you know, artists all the time. It's like, you know, oh, I've, uh, uh, you know, someone we're going to be talking about here in just a few minutes with, uh, with Quinn92. I mean, he's been posting about a song already, you know, for a couple weeks. And it's like, Right, so you've got the song. Oh, he's had that song Why for a while, I have though. The song, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, that's you get in so those funny. positions all the time. Yeah, that's uh. But I, I was thinking, like, uh, for for a lot of musicians, like pre social media, you know, it would be like you could you could road test a song forever and not worry about it. Oh, ever totally. being out there, and then bootlegs started kind of changing that when the internet, you know, with bootlegs and totally. like, and then of course once YouTube was there, like you cannot debut a song unless you, that's it, that's the version. I mean, even like when I was on tour supporting Quinn ninety two four years ago, my first tour ever, I had a song called The Reason that wasn't out yet, and I played it every night on tour. And um, granted, I wasn't anyone relevant enough to like want to leak a song. I don't. I probably still am not, but. I didn't have to like worry about teasing the song in a social, like on a social medium. Mm -hmm. And I played it for like three months before putting it out and it was awesome. And I got to sit with the song and like, now there's such an expectation to, dude, you never teased music like this before. People just, you drop a single and drop an album like that and you didn't have to tease music. And now it's like, oh, let's tease everything and see kind of what gets traction, and then we'll pick the single. Yeah. It's like that's, I don't know. Which is, you know, you you do lose something because road testing, it really does. As you were saying, living with a song, like it changes the song. So by the time you could get to the recording, it might be another another version of a realized. Yeah, and like, dude, if you're, you know, if you're the storyteller, you're the artist, you know, it's, you know, in my belief, it's it's our kind of responsibility to, to be curating the release schedule and curating, like, the journey that fans are going on by what they're hearing first. And I think this kind of culture of, oh, let's like tease things on social media. Let's see what gets the biggest reaction. And then we'll put that out. It's like, you're not, you're not really like taking on the responsibility of curating this like artistic rollout, right. you know, right. It loses a little bit of, of the, the glisten for me and then you just gotta roll with whatever the new thing is i'm not on that wave though i'm not i'm not <laughs> giving into that i it's hope <laughs> again talking with uh chelsea cutler here on 91.9 wfpk four o'clock at forecastle on the mass stage um i will say you know we we brought up quinn 92 uh he was also going to be here we've been t- saying he's going to be here but the flight was delayed so many flights were delayed apparently and, and so yeah he's not going to show up not that you need extra time with him. I mean, it seems like you guys, you know, are just going to be together whenever, too. So it's... We need time apart. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Have your space right here. Uh, but I, I know people like to bring that up because you have this friend group and, like, everybody's talented, it seems like, you know. And, I mean, do you, do you feel like you're part of a scene in a way? Um, No, I don't. You know, I mean, I live in New York, too, so I'm kind of separated from the music industry in so many ways and I'm, I'm you know I even I don't really get to see um you know like Jeremy and and Quinn and AOK that often anyways so um but it's I do feel really fortunate that that I have like such good friends and role models in them in the in the industry too because again like living in New York I really don't know personally that many artists um so so yeah I'm just I'm kind of grateful we have you know that kind of community now, how many songs have you and and uh, and Quinn ninety two put out together at this point? Because I'm thinking you could you could put together one of those like 
Kenny and Dolly albums. You could be the oh, new yeah. Kenny and Dolly. We have like a greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, so many too. Because even um, you know, I I'm I've even been fortunate to like help write some of his stuff, and he's been, you know, awesome and has helped. He helped write um, a bunch of stuff on my last album too. So even the songs that you know we're not like singing on together. Um, mm-hmm. we still kind of have a hand in there's it. That, there's that fingerprint there. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, we're going to play one of them right now, uh, Calling All Angels. Again, this is on the album uh, When I Close My Eyes. What do you want to say about this one? I love this song. Um, my mom used to like sing this little prayer to me every night before, like when I was little that that started with like Calling All Angels. Um, sounds kind of like nerdier when I sing it now. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to like kind of write a song that like embodied – that prayer i'm not i'm not really like religious or anything but you know that was just important to me that my mom did that and and just like wished me well every night and so yeah it's a good song that's beautiful yeah we'll play that uh chelsea thank you so much for uh for stopping by today thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it yeah it was great meeting you and uh and again uh everybody heading to forecast so four o'clock you'll be playing four o'clock four o'clock a perfect time I think so, right? The breeze it starts getting a little cooler by then. Yeah. I hope. I don't know. Yeah, you'll have the river is it breeze. hot here? In the, Not today. It, okay. Yeah, because it was raining. Yeah, it was like kind of chilly and raining yesterday, but like everyone yeah. was like, oh, you're going to Louisville? Like it's going to be really hot. Well, that's. Uh, I'll quickly say, up until this year, this, this festival has always been in the middle of July. And it's like oh. 101 degrees with 100% humidity. And so they moved it this year to- uh, You're to, so right, because I played Forecastle- a couple of years ago, and it was not in May. No, so it that wasn't. So this is the first time it was May, so you do. You get a little bit of a cooler temperature. Nice. Now, so. We love that. Okay, cool. Perfect weather day. Cool. My thanks to Chelsea Cutler. The new album is called When I Close My Eyes. The uh, deluxe edition is currently out. Big thanks to Chelsea, and a big thanks to you for checking out the episode. I do hope you hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, three brand new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Happy to be here. Happy to know how to pronounce the city. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.